Hello and welcome back to Living Well, podcast sponsored by um, Live Well Seniors, Senior Living Solutions here in Davenport. And um, you can check them out online at uh, livewellseniors.com, L-I-V-W-E-L-L, seniors, S-E-N-I-O-R-S.com. Or you can give them a call at 563-265-1577. And with every episode of Living Well, we talk about some of the um, topics and uh, Items of interest in regard to um, seniors, in regard to the people caring for seniors and folks um, along every generational line, really. And today we're going to talk about a sometimes difficult subject, and that's communicating with um, with your older parents, your older grandparents, in regard to changes in their lives and changes that potentially might need to be made. Um, it's never easy to have that conversation when people uh, have to change and alter their lifestyles, particularly if it's uh, for some health reasons or, or something that um, is unfortunate in and of itself, but uh, that, that may force them to, to not live the life to, to which they're accustomed. So um, I'm here again with Rhonda Halterman, who is the owner and operator of uh, Live Well Seniors. And Rhonda, thanks very much for joining us and um agreeing to talk about this very sensitive topic. Sure. Well, I'm glad to be here again. Um, it, it's interesting to have these conversations. Um, you know, we need to dial the the dial back a little bit because we should be having these conversations before we're in a health crisis. We should be having these conversations as adult children mm-hmm. um, who are in our midlifes with our aging parents who might be in their late 60s, early 70s, you know, just starting their retirement. But we really should be having the conversations then not waiting for a health crisis to occur now how do you start those conversations obviously you know it's it's not a topic that a lot of people like to talk about (laughs) so you know how do you bring that up how do you find gateways to beginning uh, to talk about some of these topics well people don't like to talk about things like getting older, they don't like to talk about finances, and they don't like to talk about death. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, for people who want to make sure that they have their wishes carried out, they should be discussing these subjects. Um, you know, we're all getting older. There's just there's no two ways around it. Um, we we're gonna get older, and there's lots of books and and things about getting older now. There's more subject matter about that. You know, you, you plan for when you have a baby. Why aren't we planning for getting older? You know, mm-hmm. you're reading what to expect when expecting, but why aren't we? you know reading and talking about what to expect as you age i mean mm-hmm. that that's important to note that is really interesting are there going off tangent are there a lot of books out there that deal with that because obviously yeah having being a parent myself i remember when you know my son was born we read there were a lot of books out there and to read and and to choose from are there any books i've never really looked into it um that deal with this topic there's a lot more books than you would realize, but let's face it, who wants to read about getting older? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, who really wants to? You know, that's exciting to have a baby. It's exciting to, to, to read those things, but who really wants to read about getting older? Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is how do we start these conversations? You know, we don't need to limit the conversations to just a health crisis. Let's, mm-hmm. again, just what are your parents' wishes? Mm-hmm. You know, what do they want? 
right. Um, there are so many complexities as we get older. You know, people are prone to scams. You know, if you if you live away from your uh, aging parents, who's advocating for them? Mm-hmm. You know, who's really looking out for their in best interest and well-being. I mean, there should be some some things in place for your parents if they are getting older and if they are, um, you know, their health is starting to decline. But more importantly, the parents want to maintain control. So how do we help them maintain that control? We got to start having the conversations with them about what it is they want. And the other thing is, there's no there's no model for this. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just. I mean, there are facilities and but we're not talking about facilities we're just talking about what are their basic plans as they get older what do they want what do they want in life what are some of the touchstones i hate to say crisis points but things that um could happen or things that uh, could bring up this topic that you think should be utilized to to bring it up and to open up this kind of conversation well you don't have to limit the conversation to the you know, unforeseen health crisis. I mean, we know that that's going to happen. Everybody that happens to a lot of people. Um, we, but we do need to understand, you know, financial situations and, um, you know, disease state progressions. You know, does your loved one um, have a, a dementia diagnosis that your your family is dealing with? You know, how are you going to pay for their care in the future? Because at some point they may probably need care. So how do you talk about the who's going to pay for that? Um, you know, and then again. The, the decisions that your parents want to be made. They should be communicated to all of us you know, as adult children. You know, we should know what their wishes are because if we don't, how are we going to make decisions for them if, if they're not able to make those decisions themselves? Now, how do you direct this so that um, you can have – obviously, it's not just one conversation that you sit down and have an intervention. It's, it's you know, a series of, of dialogues that opens up the lines of communication so that whenever something does come up, you do have that uh, relationship and that rapport that you can talk about these different things. Um, how do you have purposeful conversations between um, parents and their adult children in regard to these matters? Well, it has to be non-confrontational, first and foremost. I mean, again, we don't want to have these conversations in the midst of a crisis. Sometimes we have to, but if we can be, you know, forthcoming and, and forward-thinking, let's let's talk about, you know, the future. Let's talk about what happens if um, you can have those conversations uh, via Skype now. You know, if you, if you don't live mm-hmm. close by, um, you know, it's best if the parent, if the aging parent, takes the lead um, you know there's a book that I kind of drew from that talks about necessary conversations between adult children and their aging parents mm-hmm. and in this book it's coming from the perspective of the aging parent not from right. the age the adult children so the parent really needs to be driving this conversation but sometimes that's not not really going to happen um, and then this is a partnership. You know, we, we should be in partnership with our, our parents so we can tell them what we're capable of doing and how we can help. I mean, not everybody lives across the street from their parents uh, like I do, you know. Um, and I live next door to my mother-in-law. So I have my entire family on my block, it, but that's on purpose. You know, not everybody wants to live that way, and they can't. So, you know, we need to have these conversations, but it would be best if they're ongoing. You can do them at, you know, the holidays are coming up. You know, take a look around what's going on mm-hmm. in in the parents' home. You know, does it look as 
kept up as as it normally has been. Maybe that's a that's a point of, hey mom, I noticed you know could you use some help around the house? I'd be happy to come over and help you. So, yeah. Well, I think that's something people are going to start to notice now that we're kind of coming out of COVID and people are interacting with each other more and people who maybe were reticent to see their parents before due to the fact that they were afraid they might, you know, infect them or whatever, are now going to intermingle with their their older parents a lot more often. Um, What should be some of the goals of these these conversations um, when, when you have them? I think the main goal is to find out what are their wishes. You know, what do they want? How do they want to live out their golden years, if you will? Mm-hmm. Obviously, people want to stay home. Well, how do we how do we effectively keep that wish? How how can we help our loved ones stay home? Um, having a plan is important. You know, financial. Um, concerns matter you know what what is their state of financial health many of our parents don't want to talk about finances with their adult children and there's good reason why but you have to have somebody that you can trust Um, family dynamics that that always plays another role because sometimes there's second and third marriages here Mm -hmm. that we're talking about and so how do we how do we manage that Um, medical expenses are increasing you know how are our parents doing you know, with handling their increased medical needs. Uh, so I think that we need to be aware of what's going on around our parents and and be brave enough to start talking to them about, you know, I really want to know what your wishes are. How do you want to age? You know, how do you want to handle this if this happens? Because we've all seen it. We've all gotten that call in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Mom's fallen. She's broken a hip. She's going into surgery. And then, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. But it doesn't have to be that way. Let's talk about it when our parents are going on their first cruise for their retirement. Let's talk right. about it then. You know, what happens down the road? Mm-hmm. Um, I think earlier um, planning is better mm-hmm. and talking about it earlier rather than in the midst of a crisis as much. It's healthier for the whole family. Speaking of, how, how do you navigate if you have multiple siblings and maybe they have different, you know, thoughts on how things should go? Um, and, you know, there are also underlying tensions sometimes between siblings that have nothing to do with this. And then this acts as a flashpoint to kind of, you know, emphasize those. How do you navigate those type of circumstances if there are multiple, not just siblings, but family members, like an aunt or an uncle who's, you know, a brother or sister to this person? I mean, you have both ends of the spectrum. You've got two many cooks in the kitchen and then you have no cooks in the kitchen there are some people who don't have any children you know the parent needs to designate who they want to help advocate for them they need to have a trusting point person Uh, but you know navigating family dynamics is never easy because not everybody will agree but I think if you come at it from the perspective that the parents are first and foremost, and whatever it is that they wish is first and foremost. I think people can start setting their own personal agendas, personal things aside. Um, but if we have these conversations with our parents, they need to want, be the ones leading the the conversation, but also pointing out who they want to, to be the point person. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always have to be the oldest or the daughter right. or, you know, um, sometimes maybe it's just somebody that you get along with the best in the family, right. you know. Uh, doesn't have to be the favorite either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always the favorite. There's always this. So you know, it's just, it, it, you just know your family. And I think that that's kind of how you try to take the lead in, the, in that whole realm of family dynamics. 
Now, why why is this so difficult? You would think it'd be easier with people if a group of people who ostensibly love each other, their family, they you know should be able to communicate, they should be able to talk. Why why does this become such a difficult thing? And um, how can you overcome those difficulties? Well, I think fear drives it. I think people are afraid of getting older. They're afraid of what's going to happen. They're afraid of whatever the old wives' tale is. They're going to stick me in a nursing home or they're going to stick me in a home. I think it's fear that drives all of this. And and we just can't be afraid of what's going to happen. We need to, you know, again, be forethinking, thoughtful. So when something happens, it's not as big of a crisis. Um, And it's managed much better. Uh, But we just have to just dispel the myths of what it means to get older. It doesn't mean you're, you know getting old and you're going to be in a you know dark dingy nursing home you know or things like that i mean it's living you know how do we live out our golden years to the best of our abilities the way we want to um putting yourself in control of that is is a great way to to look at it i mean you know this is your life you only get one life so just try to live it the best that you can um is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't talked about in the conversation well, I will say personally, this is much easier to talk about with other people's family members than my own family members. So I know that this is a difficult uh, topic and subject matter to broach, but I will say if you have a little courage and and set the fear aside, uh, I think you and your family members will be really happy that you had that conversation because it opens up that door of opportunity to create the best life that you can for your loved ones. Now, how can people contact you again um, if they're interested in speaking with you about this topic further? So they can go to our website, www.livewellseniors.com, L-I-V-W-E-L-L-Seniors.com. Of course, our phone number is 563-265-1577. Um, I can uh, put our email address, too, or we'll, we'll put it on the website, but it's Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at livewellseniors.com. Great. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to contact Rhonda at any of those, you know, means of, uh, of discussion, uh, phone number, email, or check out the website if you just want to peruse it and see, uh, see what Live Well is all about. Thanks once again for listening to our podcast, Living Well with Live Well Seniors, Senior Living Solutions. And um, Rhonda Halterman, the owner and operator, thank you so much for being my guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening again. I'm Sean Leary. Have a great day.